Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello and welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of the team. Mike Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. On Instagram, fuck at MBibs. You can find Reese, Reese Williams, my, my co-host, the, the co-captain of this ship on Instagram. At Mind of Reese, YouTube at Mind of Reese, TikTok, Mind of Reese Reviews. Speaking of reviews, the Bibs Corner Podcast will be releasing a gigantic, gigantic Black Panther deep dive review featuring myself, Reese, and Shy Williams. Did I just say Williams? Damn, I'm looking dead at his day. I'm looking at both of y'all days. That's what messed me up. Shy Miller. of the uncool urban and of the soon coming anonymous sources podcast uh shy will be joining us for this week's weekly roundup reese first of all how are you feeling after we just spent three hours talking about wakanda forever literally forever yeah literally forever we saw we talked about wakanda forever uh it was good. I had fun. I knew we was going to have fun. I knew we was going to go a while. So I ate before the pod and then ate before we did this one. So I had to, yeah, I prepared myself. Um, feeling good, though, man. Having a good day. Uh, hopefully it continues to get better. Uh, excited for us to do this. Just want to give a quick shout out since this is a sports pod. Um, quick shout out to 10-year-old prodigy Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town. Uh, for winning the Pokemon World Championship after 25 years of being a Pokemon trainer. Uh, this one's for you, brother. Boy, might as well be Gary Payton. Um, I don't know how he does that because it's actually very, like, it doesn't feel good when you, like, I damn near yeah. got hat burn on the side of my forehead. Yeah, just take the hat off and put it back on like that, like a normal person. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing. They make it look better in anime. The fitted, the fitted is not is not turning like I would want it to. My head is kind of long. I got like the long head going, so I'm gonna just let it. That ain't for me. Um, (laughs) How we get at this? Shot. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We 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 need your expertise in a certain part, so I'm gonna let you go in there. And of course, if you want to chime in on anything else, don't hesitate. But how you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. To talk about uh, those guys out in Dallas, but you brought me in to talk about those young fellas out in Frisco. Yes, sir. Uh, it's, I can talk stats all day, but I, I, I want to get a little bit more in-depth analysis from somebody who's actually on the ground. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, but let's get into this. I'm not, I don't want to spend a ton of time on the intro. Like I said, I've been recording now for like three hours. So we're going to get straight to it. We had a two and two week we beat the Nets. We had bookend wins. We had a win, start the week against the Nets. KD was talking about we need to let Dorian Finney-Smith run one-on-one with him. I don't think that's how team basketball works, but whatever. Um, then we lost, went on the road. We had the early game against the Magic, caught an L. Then we went on the road up the coast to play the Wizards. 
Bill got the Bill flu. Porzingis got the Porzingis flu. Ain't neither one of them play. And we got whooped by Kyle Kuzma, who was dancing on him and talking like KD. He he was hooping. And then he said that we he said what KD said after the game, too. You know, outside of Luca, Dinwiddie, can none of them boys really dribble. They can't dribble. I don't know if Shad know he muted or not, but he just mouthed some stuff. <laughs> we having technical difficulties. Okay, uh, he's 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 using sign language. I don't know if he don't understand. We don't got the uh, we don't have the technology to import that. Unfortunately, but um, in ASL, he said they they can't dribble for shit. So they uh, <laughs> and they not lying. Ain't neither one of them lying. And these boys have absolutely no shame. So they just got to eat that L. We came back home. We faced the Portland Trailblazers. Now they were not fully healthy. They were missing Nurk. It was very evident they were missing Nurk. Because Drew Eubanks got the start. When Drew Eubanks came out, their tallest player was like six foot six, maybe six seven. I don't. Trenton Wofford, he's six seven. I'll give him six seven. Okay, we're gonna say Trenton Wofford is six foot seven. So their tallest person was six foot seven, trying to guard Christian Wood, pick and rolls with Luca, who's taller than him, and Luca was just throwing the ball over his head. Wood was dunking on him. It was it was pretty bad for the boys. During that stretch of play, caught it, got another W though. Good game, went down to the wire. Spencer Winwitting decided to take over the game at the Spencer very end. Hemwitty. Spencer Hemwitty uh, decided to take over the game at the end. Even Dorian Finney Smith decided to make a shot um, <laughs> in, the, in the clutch. So, two and two week, I believe we lost the game that we didn't think we would lose. Yeah. And won the game. Well, I did say I wouldn't be surprised at that magic game, but I didn't expect us to lose it. True. And you can maybe make the excuse of having to play early through everybody off. I'm not making that excuse. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still muted, brother. Sure. Yeah, that game was at 430. <laughs> That's when I knew. When I got when I got that email that they had changed it to 430, I said yeah, these guys aren't going to be <laughs> 100% prepared for this. Because I also want to say, I need to check. They didn't shoot around. They didn't really do much of anything to prepare for Orlando. I ain't giving them no excuse, though. Yeah, you can't give them the excuse. They caught the L. It was what it was. Um, did Suggs play in that game? Am I tripping? Yes, he did. Okay, so they're starting to get some guards back because they've been playing with no guards for a minute. Um, whatever. We went 2-2. Two and two. We saw some bad things. We, uh, both of those games I got to mention on the road were without Christian Wood. It's very evident. When it wasn't Luca or Spencer, we were not getting much of anything from anybody else. So then getting him back for the Portland game, we actually did have somebody else who was able to score 19 points, who was able to be the focal point of the offense for a second. And it wasn't Spencer or Luca taking somebody off the bounce. Overall, I can't say we really learned anything this week besides the fact that, yeah, we need all three of those guys. 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of assumed that, but this just solidified it, basically. Right. Like, one of them's out, it's going to get ugly, based on right. current roster composition. Real ugly. And we could lose to anybody. <clears throat> we could lose to anybody with them, to be honest, but right. once lose one, one out of the three, excuse me, doesn't even matter which one it is, clearly. Like, even if we have our two ball handlers and we lose the big, the offense looks bad. And I'll say... The offense mainly looked bad because Luca had two rough games. If Luca had two better games, it would have looked better, but we still would have struggled to beat those teams. Yeah. And Spencer Dinwiddie went crazy yeah. um, during this stretch as well. But Spencer Dinwiddie alone is not enough to carry us. Uh, not enough to carry any team. As he learned uh, in his pre, pre, pre previous stints. Yes. So we're not going to go over that too much but one of the things we said was this team lacks a third ball handler if we lose Luca if we lose Spencer Dinwiddie we're in a lot of trouble Spencer Dinwiddie's been very resilient kid and Luca have both talked about finding a place to get him some rest we have a Back to back coming up. We're probably going to have a good. We don't have, I think we only have one this month. The Clippers Rockets this week is the only back to back, but we're going to have some later. Injuries happen. Like even if it's a tweak of an ankle or something like that, Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie, we can't afford to have them playing through injuries like that if we, if we want to be doing stuff in the postseason. So we, we talked about this last week. How do we solve the third ball handle issue? And so Reese and I sat down, scoured the league, scoured the the planet, even. Uh, maybe not. We scoured some stuff and we found we each found five solutions to the third ball handler situation. And we're gonna go back and forth, bar for bar on Ada Kiss and P- Styles P, baby. Or Sky Zoo and Wale with the hacksaw Jim Duggan. Just couldn't let me. <laughs> That's a fire track. If you can find it, I can't find it on streaming. The hacksaw, it is. the hacksaw Jim Duggan joint is is, is fire. Uh, four by four flow. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna let you kick it off, Reese. What's your first solution for the the, the third ball handler situation? My first solution for the third ball handler, granted, y'all, these are not going to be all-star players. These be are not. Realistic, yeah. These are not going to be all-star players. These are not going to be superstars. These are not going to be guys who are going to come in and start. This is just a third option, a guy off the bench who can help. And my first sign was, man, I know exactly who I want. Uh, I know this guy is on a team that he wants to play for. He's in a city where he wants to be, and his role has diminished uh, considering the guard play this team has now. Um, And my first pick for a third option uh, is going to be a trade, obviously. Um, Former MVP, Derrick Rose. I've wanted Rose for years, but... um... People think that that one injury is like his whole legacy, and he's been hooping everywhere he's went. So he's been. Yeah. He has. This is me chiming in on all of these because I I know these are gonna be some solid picks, y'all. 
he has evolved his game. He has been a solid role player. His role in New York has diminished this year. He's played all 12 games, but he's only playing 13 minutes a game. He's averaging six points because he's not scoring much. He's averaging two assists. He's only aver- he's averaging one turnover. Uh, his three-point percentage is at 34%. His field goal percentage is unfortunately at 37%. Hopefully that can go up. But, uh, yeah, this is the least amount of minutes he's played, I think, his whole career. And it's not because he can't play. It's just because the Knicks have more guard play now. And I'm pretty sure he wants to be there to play a mentor role. He likes it in New York. But if we give New York something that they like for Derrick Rose, obviously it won't be too much. I can't see them not moving off him. Yeah, uh, he's had some comments recently that make it seem like a trade may be the best for both parties. Okay, I didn't know about that. Uh, I thought you did. No. Okay, so yeah, that came out this week that um, I wish I had the quote, but it came out that uh, Rose has basically made said some things that have people talking about potentially having him traded. Uh, even today in today's game, um, Jalen Brunson was getting cooked and they he got benched. He got benched for Emmanuel quickly. He didn't get benched for Derrick Rose. Um, and Rose feels like he can contribute still to winning. So he wants a larger role. He would have a larger role in Dallas. For sure. Um, I can't find the comments. I was really trying to find it. He had a really good game today. Here we go. This was from three days ago. Stefan, Stefan Bondi, S. Bondi, NYDN. He said, Derek Rose says he hasn't yet had a convo with Tibbs about his reduced role. And this is the Rose quote. I'm letting everybody be, man. The last guy he wants to hear from is the guy who has been in the league for 15 years going in and complaining and bitching, just trying to give everybody space. That don't sound like a guy that's happy. Nah. Um, just doesn't want to be a problem. I see Knicks fans saying stuff like, you know, Rose, thank you for everything you did. Thanks for helping us get a fourth seed a couple years ago. But go try and win a chip somewhere because we're not doing that here, clearly. Nah. And he deserves it. Um, I see other people send him somewhere like Miami or Milwaukee or, or, oh God, the Lakers or somebody said the Lakers or Pelicans. I was like, no, Pelicans wouldn't make sense either. Why would we send him to these trash ass teams? Like, send him somewhere he's going to be useful. Send him to a playoff team. Like this is ridiculous. Um, so Rose was actually on my list as well. Okay, so I'll just go ahead straight into that. Um, because of the quote, that's why I put him on my list. Uh, when I saw that, and even Knicks fans are open to the idea of trading them. It's not like, nah, we got to keep them. So, looking at the money, he got a two year, $14.5 million deal. Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., not both, either or. Yeah. They will both be going back to New York. Right. They're both, they're both from New York. They need shooters. Yeah. Um, they really need a stretch forward, but we can't trade Maxi. Would you have done Maxi for Rose? 
No. Okay. Um, would you have done Maxi for Rose and Top? No, I'm scared. Let me stop. We're not going to play around with that game. But Rose, Bullock, Hardaway gets the money close, and then you would have to throw in like a filler player or something. Frank Milikina or something like that. If it was Bullock, like Bullock and Frank for Rose, and maybe you get a second or something like that. Uh, it's doable, and it would be good for both parties. I agree. Um, if we did Tim for Rose, they would be the ones needing to add something extra to it to make the money work, or like another player. So I'm not sure who's at the end of their bench off the dome. I can look real quick. Uh, let's see, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. They're not trading Quentin Grimes. The rest of these guys just signed extension. It would have to be Miles McBride, I guess. I would do that. I would do it. <laughs> I like McBride. I mean, he ain't gonna play much, but no, nah, he'll be in Frisco. Most yeah. um, but he's another hard nosed guard that plays defense and can hit threes. Like, I'm with it. Um, so moving on, then, since we 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 talked about Rose, Rose is a real option that could work. That takes one person off both of our lists, and I'm assuming this other person might be on your list as well, and that's Kyle Lowry. Fuck no hate on my list. All right. So Kyle Lowry has had an interesting year in Miami. I'm laughing because Bibbs, if he's going to do anything, he's going to advocate for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I know why he want him. You want him because he got ass. That's, come on, son. Now make it be so yep. booty banded or something. Like, what, what are we doing? What other reason you want this motherfucker? I'm going to let you talk. My fault. Go ahead. So he was another one that I've seen recently in rumors of being needing to be up out of there. Um, the Heat are struggling. They're weird to me right now. I'm not sure what's going on over there. Uh, I don't think he's a starter anymore. He had a pretty decent game the other day, but I, I think the days of him being a starter are over. Uh, he's averaging 13 points, about 4.8 rebounds, 5.8 assists, and a steal a game. He's shooting 40% from the field, 34% from three. Not having a good year, shooting numbers-wise. Uh, the team needs more. What from the field? 40. 40%? Yes. Okay. Not from three. From I know, from the field, yeah. Uh, I want to say that's the lowest of his career since his rookie year. Rookie year, Long time ago. rookie year, and then it looks like 2012. He had a rough year for some reason. He became an All Star 2015. To be clear, uh, that was first year in Toronto, I think, where he shot pretty poorly. Regardless, veteran. Just like Rose, so we get both both trades get us a veteran. Uh, I think he's got he got a championship pedigree, uh, leaders leadership qualities that we need. Um, and I like him in a bench role. I don't, I don't. I, I he's at a point in his career where he needs to be in a bench role, in my opinion. The price for his his. Uh, diminished contract i i did not double check the contract situation but i'm trying to hear hear me out here let me remove the knicks from the 
this fan spell real quick. I'm going to add the Miami Heat. His contract. Two years, 28 mil. We would trade in this scenario. Tim Hardaway Jr. again. Has ties to Miami. I think I know who the other player has to be. Davis Bertans. Yes. Both of those deals are three years, even though Lowry's is bigger. But both of those deals are three years, so we get one less year on the deals. Uh, let me see. It's telling me. Question. Kyle Lowry has two years left. It's this year and next year. Okay. And so those guys have three, and I think Berton's last year might be partial or something like that. Okay. Um, we're off by like 85000 so they would have to add another player to it. And they got some guys at the end of their bench that they could throw in. Um, we, we're not getting Max Strews. Let that go. I would try to get Yurtsevin. You're not getting Yurtsevin. He's out for the year, I think. I still don't think you're getting him. He showed too much promise to be a throw-in in a trade. Every single one of their guys that showed promise. That's the problem. They don't have like a throwaway guy. <laughs> they got to be somebody. I'm going to go through their whole roster right now. Not including the top guys. Their bottom feeders are Nikola Jovic. Not getting him. Haslam. That, no. Gabe Vincent actually plays. Max Struess is probably getting a big contract next year. Dwayne Wade is still on here. <laughs> uh, Yurtsevin, Haywood Highsmith. Would you take Haywood Highsmith? Would, would they trade Haywood Highsmith? They would probably trade him before they would trade Yurtsevin. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see Highsmith then. That's fine. So Highsmith and Lowry for... Bart Bertans and Hardaway. Again, one less year on the contract. Gets rid of a guy who I don't think is valuable to us. Gets rid of two guys who don't fit what we do, really. Does that help them, though? Help them? Yeah. I haven't been watching the Heat. I'm going to keep it a buck. Okay, that's fair. Um, It will probably need to be a three-team deal where they get rid of Duncan Robinson. Yeah, because why do they need... Duncan Robinson and taller Duncan Robinson. Right. Like they would need to be getting rid of Duncan Robinson in this scenario. So I don't even think they trade for Berton. I think they just stick it out with Duncan Robinson. I don't know. I get what you're trying I'm to about say. The only reason I didn't look at Kyle Lowry is because I wasn't looking at bigger names. That was going to take too much to get because Kyle Lowry's contract is like, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. With that said, we weren't even supposed to get into the trade details, but. Yeah, we weren't. Only reason I mentioned a trade, how it would look, is because it has to be doable. Yeah. Um, it is doable financially. We just would have to make the rest of it make sense. With that said, I'll let you go to your next person. Um, My next person is one of two former Mavericks. Okay. This player is DeLon Wright. Okay. Uh, I've been saying since last year, Man, I would have loved – it's two players I said, man, I would have loved to see these guys in Jason Kidd's system as opposed to them playing under Rick Carlisle. One was DeLon Wright. 
The other was Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson is not a point guard, so I picked DeLon Wright. Um, I think DeLon Wright, the issue with DeLon Wright, his first stint here was too much was asked of him. He was asked to be the secondary ball handler next to Luca, and that's not what he should have been. He shouldn't have been starting in oh, Jesus Christ. He shouldn't have been starting in the NBA. <laughs> Bibbs just took a big ass bite of a sandwich, like mid my statement. Um, he shouldn't have been a starting guard in the NBA. He should be off the bench, helping out the second unit, and even still having another ball ha- another ball handler with him. And I think he would really fit here in this system, especially with his defense, his length his ability to defend. We will be adding another defender on the team. I don't think we have to give up too much to get him. Uh, I believe he's the backup right now in Washington, Uh, but he still doesn't play much to my knowledge. He hasn't even played every game. I think he's only played four or six games. I'm actually looking up right now. Um, Pretty sure he's been hurt. Okay. He's actually currently hurt. He's expected to miss six to eight weeks. Okay, cool then. They don't need him. Um, yeah, the long right's my second guy. Like I said, I didn't go after guys who are stars. I went after guys who can you can plug in nice role players who who fit what we're looking for. Initially, I would have said, you know, how does that work for them? But uh, since we played the Wizards this past week, I've been paying a little bit more attention to them. And after he got hurt, one of their kids on a two-way, actually, Jordan Goodwin, has been balling. Um, Let me look at his numbers real quick. I'm going to look at his numbers for the year, but it's not going to do justice to what he's been doing. So he's averaging on the year 6-3-3. I'm going to pull up his recent games, though, on the game logs real quick. Um, he's a second year guy. He's 24 years old, but he's on a two way for them. Uh, he recently had a 17.5 board for assist game or four board, five assist game with two blocks. Um, he had nine points, eight boards, five assists in another game. Uh, and he did, he's been getting pretty much DeLon Wright's minutes. Okay. The fans are loving him. Teams loving him. Everybody's bigging him up, saying, you know, he, we've done a great job. We felt like he might be better than our rookies, is what I'm hearing people saying. Like he's better than the guys that we drafted these past few years. So they uh-huh. might be willing to part with DeLon Wright. Yeah. He's giving them what DeLon Wright was giving. He's giving them more than what DeLon Wright was giving them. And younger and more promising. So he's younger, he's got upside. They're a team that's not going for a championship right now. Nope. Makes sense to actually nurture the the young guys and develop them for the future so yeah delon Wright could definitely be a real realistic target uh the issues he had were with the prior regime right uh he might have some issues with the fans too from what from his tweets well he's not signing here he's getting traded here so we don't have a fucking choice suck it up you're a professional that's the part to be getting me when people talk about all oh, the fans this is why nobody want to play because of the fans like if you getting bothered by some fans then you you ain't built for this you pussy what it comes down to. I don't care if I'm getting paid. If I'm getting paid millions of dollars, I don't give a damn about them fans. I'm rich, bitch. I say I'm, the only thing that's going to bother me is whether or not I'm going to be able to stay in the NBA. Facts. Fans ain't got nothing to do with whether or not I'm staying in the NBA. Not a thing. So I like DeLon Wright. 
let's go to my next one. <sighs> Unless you had anything else you wanted to say about it. No, no, go ahead. All right. So my next one, we 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 already knocked out two of mine by proxy. So the third guy on my list is a free agent. A free agent who has apparently worked out for two teams secretly recently. Name is Kemba Walker. He is on my list as well. I figured that. Um, Kemba Walker, again, free agent. He's a guy that Mass fans were thirsty for when he was a free agent a few years ago. Do you know the teams he worked out for? No, it's a secret. Like, nobody knows who he worked out for. But he's clearly, he apparently worked out for two teams. Okay. Um, He, it's been sad for him, really, since he left Charlotte in what was a very hard negotiation. Michael Jordan was clearly right at the time. He didn't, it didn't fall apart for him after that. Rozier has been good for them, but these past three years have been rough for Kemba. Even though you look at the stats, he's been putting up numbers. He's just not a star anymore. And that's fine. We do not need Kemba Walker to be a star. He still averaged 20 points that first year in Boston, 19, the second year in Boston, he still averaged 11 points, three and a half assists, three rebounds last year with the Knicks while shooting 37% from three and 40% from the field. He sucked it up when he stopped getting playing time with the Knicks. Didn't cry, didn't go to the media. He was a true professional about it. Got traded, got sent home, and been biding his, his time to find a new home. I think it's time to make the call. Bring in Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker averaging 11 points off the bench for us would be huge. Huge. Like, you have no idea. Because Kemba Walker is also a guy where, out of nowhere, he can come up clutch for us in games. Right. I know what a lot of people listening to this are going to say, oh, my God, his defense. I need y'all to get off a of defense's dick. Like, not everyone is going to be a great defender. That's what we have other defenders on this team for. We got a ton of defense. We Somebody got to score the basketball. Hide Kimba on somebody who can't do shit. We got Mac. Put Maxie in there. Make sure Maxie's on the court with him. Make yeah. sure Josh is on the court with him. They covering a lot of stuff. They're covering a lot of holes. Those two. Um, <clears throat> by the way, since we're getting to the free agent portion of the show, Faku Compazzo's contract is not guaranteed. He can go. That's the easy way to add somebody is to let yeah. Faku Capazzo go. Make sure it's not unceremonious. Make sure you thank him for his service and his time and all that good shit. Yeah, make it sound good. He can still get a bag in Europe. Somebody will definitely sign him in Europe. It's not too uh-huh. late. I definitely think that Kimball Walker has to be on a team by the end of this year. No, 100% he's getting signed somewhere. Yeah. Um, and the question is, who's going to be the quickest to act? Um, I know that the the Mavs people have been getting all the engagement with the Faku posts, so I hope y'all enjoyed that ride. But if he got to go, he got to go. That's the go. Uh, is it on you? Yes. All right, who's your next? My next guy is uh, it's a veteran guard in the league. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, either this offseason or the offseason before I had him further down. I think it was this one. I had him further down. 
my list of free agents for the outsiders play GM just for like minimum contracts. Um, he's not doing too much in the situation he's in. I think we can pluck him from them or maybe he would like, they would like to keep him. But um, my next guy is Austin Rivers. Not expecting much of Austin Rivers. I still think Austin Rivers has a lot of contribute. <laughs> I still think Austin Rivers has something he can contribute to teams. Not expecting him to come out, ball out, and take over games. Just need him to be serviceable. He's shown that he can step up in certain moments as well for playoff teams. So I think Austin Rivers is a nice guy to, you know, look after for a quote unquote third ball handle. I think I take him over Faku Compazzo. Okay. Um, do you see him as a point guard? Not a true point guard, no. But then again, I don't see Kimball Walker as a true point guard either. I see him as a scoring point guard. See him. Okay. So I see Austin Rivers as Tim Hardaway Jr. Really? Like a bucket getter off the bench type, and is in his best role. Sure, I don't. I've never seen him lead a unit. Touche. So that's where I question whether or not I would like to see that. I do see he's not doing shit. Yeah, he's not. So, um, I think him and Bryn Forbes have fought for minutes, and Bryn Forbes is winning that battle right now. And Jalen Noel has stepped up more than they probably expected as well, as far as the score off the bench. Jalen Noel plays for the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how old is Austin Rivers? He's only 30. Yeah. I don't know why it feels like he's old. Came in the league the same year as Anthony Davis. So, okay. How, and that's another trade. So you did say you either had- him or Jordan McLaughlin, but I think. Yeah, they're not getting rid of him. They're not getting rid of him. So, fair enough. All right, um, I'm I'm in the free agent portion, and so for my next one, I I did two things. I wanted to I wanted to check for veterans that are active, young enough to maybe get better, but also experienced. And so I went to the G League. And there was two names I knew I wanted to look for to see how they were doing in the G League. That was Emmanuel Moutier and a name that I saw recently that I wasn't really checking for. It's not a guy that I've historically liked. It's Chris Dunn. Chris Chris Dunn's not a free agent. You sure? He's on Portland. No, he's in the G League. Um, pretty sure he was just playing in Portland the other day. Against us? No. No, not against us. I don't think he's young enough to be on a two-way. I'm pretty sure he's in the G League, straight up. He plays for the Capital City Go-Go. Okay. Yeah. His draft year was 2016, so yeah, he wouldn't be able to be on a two-way. He's straight up signed to the G League. Yeah. So last year. Got 
Yeah, I got the article from three weeks ago, him signing with uh, the Capital City Go-Go. Who? Chris Dunn. Yeah. To be honest, I was under the impression that he was on Portland. I would have added him on my list over Austin Rivers had I known that he was in the G League. Okay. So let's talk about what he's doing in the G League. They played four games so far. He's averaging about 30 minutes a game. Uh, He's averaging 15 points. Uh, where is it at? Eight rebounds and six assists, almost two steals, four turnovers. It's a lot of turnovers. But I picked him over Moutier because of the shooting right now. He's doing 65% from the field and 37.5% from three. All two two attempts a game. I don't need him to come in here and be a superhero. I need him to come in and be able to dribble a ball for the third unit. He plays a little bit of defense, which Faku Kampazu cannot do. And he's young enough that I can have a little bit of hope that he can get better. Um he is, I'm going to check his height real quick. I don't remember how tall he is. He's listed at 6'3". He's 28 years old, which means he's kind of in his prime, but hasn't really had a real opportunity since he was a kid. Um, I would love to see him break out in a Dallas Mavericks uniform. I would say it's still a little late for him to, quote unquote, get better, but I see what you... I thought he was like 26, but I, I do now see he's 28. Um, I, I can agree with that. I'm I'm gonna dive into free agency as well. Um, I didn't. I looked for veterans. I looked for guys I knew I could count on and trust. And this guy's kind of old. No, he's not kind of old. He's old. Um, y'all ain't gonna like this. Y'all ain't gonna like this. But you gotta let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Look at Sean. <laughs> you got to let bygones be bygones. You got to let the past be the past. It's been about 10 years now. Rick Carlisle is gone. Jason Kidd is the head coach. We could use a Rajon Rondo. Man, Franklin back. Yeah, I'll take that. We can use I mean, a- he got. I mean, he got some issues going on. Yeah, I'll take Franklin. Look, Rajon Ronda, one of the best true point guards to ever play this game. A leader. A general on the floor. He's not going to score much for us, and that's okay. But we know what he's going to do on the floor on offense and defense. He's going to be a general. He's going to be a captain on the floor. That's something we need. Someone we can rely on. He's got a championship pedigree, like you said, with Kyle Lowry. More of a championship pedigree than Kyle Lowry. If your only case for is John Ronda, oh man, well, I go, go, keep going. I didn't even know about that. Um, if your only case for John Rondo is that. He failed on the Mavericks in 2014. You gotta find a better reason. Uh, 
2013, whatever it was. Um, there was somebody else that was a free agent that also had a situation arise, if you will, with some legal issues. I can't think of who it was. Not Alfred Payton. That was also my last guy. The other guy with the, oh, you mean Rondo was your last guy? Yeah. Okay. I'm going, you're making me dig right now to double check. Most of the other guys I would have had on my list are either extra old, and so I just left them alone. Or they, I know they're playing for other teams. Was it Bledsoe that got into trouble? I don't know any trouble he got into. Somebody got into trouble. I can't remember who it was. Bledsoe would have been on my list. I'm just leaving him alone for right now. Um, my last guy. My last guy is already a Maverick. My last guy has NBA experience. My last guy has looked like an NBA point guard every time I've seen him. I know exactly where you're about to go with this shit. And my last guy has been hooping in Frisco. My last guy is McKinley Wright, the fourth. My last guy is also under six foot, just like Faku Campazzo. But he plays hard-nosed defense, unlike Faku Campazzo. He has long arms, unlike Faku Campazzo. And he's already in the system. Don't got to wave nobody. Don't got to get rid of nobody. Just got to give him an opportunity. My last guy is McKinley Wright. The fourth who, I mentioned Luca getting a rest. I put this on a timeline earlier. Luca might get rested against the Rockets. On the back-to-back, we don't want him to rest against the Clippers. So he might get rested against the Rockets. Perfect opportunity to call up McKinley Wright, rest THJ. Or Bullock, call up Jaden Hardy. If you rest Bullock and THJ, call up Tyler Dorsey. Like, what they on the roster for? Let's see what they do. <laughs> My guy, I, I want McKinley Wright to get an opportunity to, to play 20 minutes in a game. Money. Like, if Luca's resting, he's going to have to play 20. Who? He's not going to have to play 20. They're going to play five more. Oh, shit. <laughs> more minutes before they play him. All right, ten to fifteen. Hold minutes. on, I forgot I had my mic muted. I was like, "Well, those guys can't this week." What you mean? They can't unless they were to get recalled today, or they were to get recalled because um, I think the Capitanes don't they play in Mexico City? Yeah. Okay, because I remember like they temporarily had to play in the states for a minute, right. but. Yeah, they play. Um, the, the Legends game? play them tomorrow. Did they just play on the weekend. No, they play tomorrow. Oh, they play uh, Mexico City tomorrow, and they also play them on Wednesday. Hmm. It's like if they didn't recall them today, are they gonna send them home? What they gonna send them on a private from Mexico City on Tuesday? Probably not. I don't see them coming home Wednesday. Probably not. Uh, I'm double checking. They're not calling them. No, I was like, I didn't get no release or anything like that. So I'm like, no. Yeah, they're see. in Mexico City. Regardless of the specifics of this week, McKinley Wright is my last option for the third ball handler. Um, 
again, I know people are oh, so the G League and all oh, la, 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 la. G League is not what it was five years ago, three years ago. And you want to see the guys that are dominating consistently. And McKinley Wright's been doing that so far. Jaden Hardy's been doing that so far. Tyler Dorsey has not done it in every game, but he had a good game his last his last one. Um, you want to see the improvement. You want to hope that he maintains it, but we'll see. But, you know, I could talk about the stats all day on McKinley Wright, but uh, Shad was actually in Frisco. And so, Shad, I want you to, to give us a little bit, give us a little bit of insight on what, I know we, we, we got the stats, like I said, Tell me what you saw as far as McKinley Wright and Jaden Hardy as the the main two guys down in down in Frisco. Um, they both um had about what twenty. Well, I'm gonna say I know Hardy had like twenty four. I want to say McKinley Wright had probably twenty two. I'm not mistaken. I know that's why when you brought Dorsey, I'm like, I'm nah, like, he was leading. I got, he led, I got the numbers. I'm gonna say he led with twenty five. Hardy but, had 24, 7, and 6. Wright had mm-hmm. 22, 8, and 3 yesterday. Yeah. So what I saw from them was something I rarely get to see out in Frisco. The G League program actually, like in Texas, well, in um, the Dallas system, actually working because the two-way guys and your assignment player actually were the best players on the team. And they played very well. Um, there was a few mishaps, but that comes with development. Um, Jaden Hardy came out in the third. I think he went three for five. So he came out the gate a hooping. Um, before the game, I'll tell you right now, tried to get a one-on-one with him, but he was super busy. He was super laser-focused, a lot of stretching, um, a lot of, like, drills with – the new develop uh, player development coach Quincy AC up until it's time for the game to start. I mean, he said they're longer than everybody, even Tyler Dorsey. So yeah. When you said um, McKinley, uh, McKinley, right. I was like, yeah, that's somebody who played very, very well last night that I saw. You told me not to bring this guy up, but you died. Bob actually started with 13. He just floundered out in the second half. So yeah, it, those, um, like I said, it's very rare. Like when I compare Texas, the Texas Legends um, G League program to others, I usually diss them. And the reason is because they'll take you down there, let you get a few runs with the G League team, and they send you right back up and you're riding on the bench. But it looks like with Hardy and McKinley Wright and maybe even Tyler Dorsey, I don't know they're actually setting them up for success if their names are ever, the numbers are ever called up and downs. See, I can respect that. And I, I do think I agree that this feels different the way that they're using the, the G league for these guys. Um, I would add that it's probably not a rush to get to that right now, but I would like to see McKinley get a chance before the end of the year at some point um, to piggyback on what you said about or what we were talking about here. Hardy's currently the sixth leading scorer in the G League. Every guy above him has real NBA experience, except I don't know if Peyton Watson has played much in the, the big league, but the rest of these guys have gotten real minutes on NBA teams. So he's already with those guys. He's averaging almost 27 a game. 
He started off the gate, 33. Yeah, shooting 53, 45, 100 splits. Yeah. And the uh, team um, last night as a whole had like 60. Uh, McKin- 60. McKinley Wright is tied for 14th right now in points per game. He's averaging 25 per game. Uh, He's shooting almost 60% from the field, 54% from three, 80% from the line. Uh, Rebounds, 3.7. Assists, 5.7. Turnovers, 2.3. So above my my threshold is two two to one on the turnovers. He's above that almost three to one. So uh, if they have to stay down there longer, that's fine with me. But I do think McKinley Wright should get a shot at being the third guy eventually. Uh, third a lot of circumstances for that to happen. Yeah, third point guard, I'll say, not third guy uh, off the bat. Like not I mean, but we're starting two point guards, so it kind of puts it in a weird spot. Yeah. If we were a normal team that wasn't having to start its two best point guards, he being the third point guard is you know like what the third would actually be. It would be Hardy. That's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Until they sent him to Frisco. So they realized he might need some time to Yeah. To develop. He had sparks. I mean, he had little glimpses here and there, but yeah. He also had sparks of this ain't it. <laughs> and so the main thing with the idea of I'm not trying to rush the youth movement at all, but the way Bullock and Tim Hardaway Jr. are shooting, they're not making it easy to not look at Jaden Hardy. The way Faku looked when he came out there in New Orleans, not making it easy to not think about McKinley Wright. Crazy thing um, to see volume shooters have volume, but the production is that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad to see Hardy shooting well. McKinley Wright struggled to score a little bit. Glad to see he's shooting well as well. We'll see how long it lasts. Maybe Jason Kidd is trying to get a 10-game sample with them down in the G League. (laughs) Uh, What was it? The reason Hardy is like – I'm surprised he didn't get called up, but they're not going anywhere. Um, Yeah, he he said he's taking them on the road. He wants wants them on the road, but he's playing in Frisco. So all that said – you said you that was the end of your list. McKinley writes the end of my list. There's options. Definitely options. There's options. And we need to resolve that sooner rather than later. I know it looked better last night because we won. But and Luca had a smooth, quiet 42, it felt like. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call it quiet. Unlike the struggle 24 he had the night. Yeah. Yeah. He, it just came to him easy. I wouldn't call it quiet. It was very, very natural. It was a natural 42. I didn't see him forcing a lot. Yeah, I was about to say it wasn't forced. So that's what you want in that scenario. Uh, with that said, let's take a quick break and we'll get into our closing segments. That is the Unsung Hero, the weekly forecast. we we'll be right back after this. NBA fans, NBA action is just getting started, and so are incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet 
and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Instance, the other night, I won a bet. I placed uh, Paul George's over on points and Zubats's over on points. Zubats is over on points. I'm going to be honest, look like a lock right now. It's still low at somewhere around 10.5 or 11.5. His rebounds look really good too, but the points seem like a lock. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. Let's close this out. We're going to start with the fantasy rundown. Uh, fantasy league has been going rough for your boys, but uh, you know, it is what it is. We will bounce at the back. If uh, Bibbs agenda versus team coops this week, it's been a very, very tight battle. It's currently a 13 point game. You might be on to something. <laughs> currently a 13 point game. Uh, I thought I, I was in a good position, but now I'm looking at my team and John Morant did not play tonight which is going to hurt me a lot. I still have Cam Thomas. I still have Royce O'Neal. If Zach Levine is active, which I didn't double check. Let me look at that now. I don't see him sitting. So Zach Levine is currently playing. He still has De'Aaron Fox, Clay Thompson, Lloyd Markinen's in the start of the second quarter. He has Anthony Davis. Um, Who's that? Draymond. I'm losing. I'm going to catch an L. This is some bullshit. Same um, for me. <laughs> I'm only up 13. He still got way more players than I got. I got Keegan Murray as well. J-Lo and Noel in the fourth quarter. Won't let that happen to me, though. I ain't got enough firepower. He, I'm probably catching an L. I'm probably about to fall to one and three. This is some bull. Anyway, shout out to Team Coops. Uh, he's also active in the chat, so I'm sure he'll be talking shit. Shout out to uh, Mamba Out, though. The next team in... <laughs> this uh this 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 league the Oklahoma City OKC Sean 1174 over Bay Area MFFL 988 don't think that's like don't think a comeback is happening there so shout out to, to Sean Freeport Islanders look like they're gonna take care of the creative team name this week uh they're up 120 or so with both teams having some guys yet to play. And again, that 120 point gap, that's going to be a lot to overcome. Wiggins ain't getting you points like that, buddy. Sorry. Sorry, creative team. Finally, SJ's children, who's been off to a very rough start this season. Looks like they're about to get a dub. Garland balled out. Uh, She still got Harris and Reeves yet to play. She's up 70 right now. Her opponent has Edwin Sumner, George Nyang, who's in the second quarter, Dragic, who's just started, I don't think. Oh, and Herter. 
Uh, I don't think that's happening for you, buddy. Sorry. Girl, you know it's Drew. About to catch an L to SJ's children. Jay Green stinks X over the Baltimore Bullets. Reese is shaking his head. He lost to his... That's why I'm shaking his head. I'm losing to a motherfucker that that didn't even set their lineup. I'm losing to a motherfucker that has one person playing today. I'm losing to a motherfucker that has a healthy player in his injured reserve that's putting up 28 points. I'm losing to a motherfucker who has 56 points on his bench. I'm losing. I'm losing because R.J. Barrett in a full game of NBA basketball gave me negative one fantasy points. Malcolm Brogdon is out. Seth Curry is out. Andre Drummond hasn't got me anything yet. He's probably not in the game. Nikola Jokic is not going to get me 100. Man, look. I'm 0-4. Fuck it. He left 100 points on his bench today. So, you know, tell him what he left throughout the week. Um, isn't Brogdon IR eligible? Why, why is he in your IR? I'm about to put him in the IR. All right. Yeah, Reese caught another L. Um, it's, it's like that. A blowout for the balding point. I said it right. Uh, over Team Wild Bill. He had 1448. How do you have 1400 points? God, y'all. Who's on this team? Let me look at the summary. Shy Gilgis Alexander had 237 this week. That's crazy. I don't think any of my people hit 200. Um, Donovan Mitchell, D'Angelo Russell, Porzingis, Capella's getting you points. Horford, Lou Dort, Trey Young didn't even have a great week. This team ain't got no business being this good. Josh Richardson put up a 50 spot. Josh Richardson had 42 today. What the hell? Shout out to the balling point. Well-drafted team over there, apparently. Uh, big win. Finally watched the throne over Toby Bumaye. Since I did that for Reese. Uh, I don't think a comeback is happening here. It's a 100-point gap as we speak with Toby having Jared Vanderbilt, Sabonis, and Ben Simmons. Yet to play. Watch the Throne still has Murray, Monk, Jamal Murray, Monk, and Michael Porter Jr. James Wiseman. I don't even. I ain't even gonna waste my time mentioning you, my boy. Uh, free James Wiseman though. Uh, he's getting a getting a raw deal down there in, in, in Golden State. And finally, boys don't Kawhi, which I believe is uh, Ishan. KT, KT, I think, ain't it? Boys don't Kawhi is Ishan. Is it Ishan? Okay. Yeah. Ishan getting the dub over Saib. Saib, my bad. S Saib K. 1229-1076. Not enough time for you to come back. My boy with, with Kyrie Irving on the injured reserve. I think that's killing Saib right now. That's the fantasy rundown. Look like somebody getting some money for me and Reese the way our teams are performing right now. Um we we still got time. We still got time. We'll come. We'll bounce. I don't back. like losing, man. It's a deep playoffs. It's a, like half the league get in the playoffs, so we can still. We as long as we right at the end of the season, but we gotta get some W's in the meantime. Shy been talking to herself this whole time. I don't know what what's going on with that mute button. But, no, I was eating, um, and then I'm shaking my head because I'm like, y'all getting cooked in y'all only. Yes, it's it's ugly out there, but it's okay. It's okay. I've been losing lightly. I don't like losing. I don't, I don't either. So something got to give. Something got to give. But 
on a brighter note, Reese, I, I, I want you to give us the unsung hero of the week. I feel like I know who it is this time. I feel like it shouldn't be no doubt who the unsung hero is, but what you got for us? Unsung, I'm, I'm not even going to do the anticipation because like Bib said, it's really no question who the unsung hero of the week is. Uh, the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week Award for this week will go to Mr. Spencer Hemwitty. Spencer Denwitty. And it's very ironic because last week we mentioned, damn, you know, I'm surprised I haven't given one to Spencer Denwitty yet. And I was like, it, it, for, first of all, four weeks in a row has been someone different. It's going to be a fun year for the Unsung Hero Award. Uh, Spencer Denwitty, man, the, the week he had, Jesus Christ, Wednesday, played his goddamn heart out, balled out, just wasn't enough. Luca didn't have it. The rest of the team didn't have it. We fell to the magic. Thursday against his old team, the Washington Wizards, balled the fuck out. Team didn't have it. Luca didn't have it. We lost. And down the stretch Saturday against the Portland Trailblazers, the game was close and looked tight like Portland was going to pull away. Three big threes back to back to back. Spencer Dinwiddie took us home. So there's no question who was getting this award. Even though his games Wednesday and Thursday didn't result in the W, that wasn't his fault. The award for this week goes to one Spencer Dinwiddie, a.k.a. Spencer Hemwitty. And with that being said, with that out of the way, going to kick it to Weatherman Bibbs to tell us the forecast for the upcoming week. Thank you, Reese. And yeah, Spencer Hemwitty did his thing. This week, uh, like you said, uh, we lost those two games, but it wasn't because of him. Now let's bring it to the forecast. We've got uh, four games on the docket. We're staying at home all week. We're bringing the fun to the AAC. (laughs) First, we're going to be welcoming the Clippers on Tuesday. That's a team that everybody thought would be running the league right now. They've got Kawhi. They've got PG. They've got the depth, they said. But no Kawhi all of a sudden. He posted the thigh picks. Everybody said, oh, his legs are in great shape. But he apparently disagrees. The Clippers are kind of mid, <laughs> and they should get did when they come to the AAC. Moving forward, the next day we play the Houston Rockets. I'm the franchise like a Houston Rockets. Uh, Christian Wood's old team, they're going to be coming in with a lot of youth, a lot of athleticism, something that the Mavs have seemed to struggle with. Uh, Jalen Green's hooping. Kevin Porter Jr.'s hooping. The rookie decided to play recently. Uh, Alperen Shengun has been hooping as well. That team has a lot of talent. They just don't know what the hell they're doing dangerous opponent. We mentioned Luca might rest. It could be a trap game. We'll see. Finally, we get a day off before we welcome Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. Always a good game against the Nuggets. Luca and his buddy Jokic going toe to Tokic. <laughs> Sorry, I'd had to do it. Uh, MPJ, his back seems to be working right now. Jamal Murray's leg seems to be working right now. Should be a good game. And then we get a day off again before the Nuggets come right back. I guess they're going to be hanging out. They'll probably go see the JFK Memorial, all that good stuff, and the Holocaust Museum, and et cetera and so forth, the Grassy Knoll. They'll be out there exploring in Dallas before game two on Sunday. 
should be a fun week. Reese, back to you. Um. Okay. Um. This is the precursor to a tough ass week we got coming up. Um. I know you said the Clippers are mid right now, but they their record is seven and six with seven and five. If they're mid, what are we? Um, I don't think the Clippers are automatic dub, but I will say I think we win that game. If I have to give a record for this week, two and two. Did you say who the two were? I believe we split with the Nuggets. And we lose to the Clippers. Okay. Um, we've only lost one game at home so far. Yeah. Our, that 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 home record is going to be strongly tested this week. Yeah. I'm going to go three and one. Okay. And I think the one is going to be the Rockets. Oh wow! Because of the resting players. Whoa! Because of potentially resting Luca. Yeah. That's still kind of crazy, but all right. <laughs> I I, I got to look at the track record. The track record says we don't play against these these scrub teams. Maybe it's just Luca. Maybe not. Shaw, what you got? What, what, what's your, what's your prediction? I had three and one, but 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 uh, wow, uh, <laughs> you threw me for a loop. I said I'm like okay, maybe we're gonna have the same one. You like nah, Jabari Smith finna go crazy. I'm like what what what. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he decided to hoop recently. You never know. Man, I hope he do. He on my fantasy. Us. Um, <laughs> yeah, if this it turns to the Jalen Green show. I might, y'all might see me like walk out on TV. I'm like, nah, I, gotta, I can't do this. So you, your is your one splitting with the Nuggets? Mute. Yeah, it's the Nuggets. Okay. Okay. That would be the logical thing. This team is not logical, so I had to go. At all. <laughs> Ooh, you went. You said, look, I'm going to let Kevin Porter cook to, on Wednesday night. They both, Kevin Porter and Jalen Green going to each have 30 pieces, and Kaiserie, Kaiserie is going to be on the bench cheering them on and pissing me off. Um, I said on the bench. She's going to be on the court side. Uh <laughs> Man, anything we need to say to close this out? Nah, I think we've been here long enough. I, it feels like we've been here all day. We have. Because of the Wakanda, Wakanda literally forever podcast. Literally went to Wakanda to record wow. that episode, boy. Um, I appreciate y'all hanging in there with me. Uh, I'm going to be recording this the rest of the night. <laughs> I mean, uh, editing this. I'm probably not. I don't have to edit this one much. This is straight. But yeah. um, again, thank y'all for tapping in. Five-star reviews. Haven't gotten one of those in a minute. Love those. Need those. Hit us with that five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you have not. Uh, follow the pod on Instagram at Mavs Outsiders Pod. YouTube at Mavs Outsiders. Did you do the at or did I do the at? I don't even know. Because you know I- YouTube has ads now. What you mean? You can put like an at name on your YouTube. I did not know that. I did it for my personal, but I don't know if I, I don't remember if I did it for the outsiders. I don't think we should. What you mean? We, we'll discuss it. All right. Um, <clears throat> I, I didn't even know about the feature. Instagram. You know, that's my least favorite app. 
I'm not pretty enough for Instagram. So I don't really be messing around with it like that. But I did post a reel, a clip from one of our episodes. Probably going to start doing that more. That reel decided to take off today. And I guess that stuff works. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to start posting some reels on the IG. So, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, that's really all I got. The recaps have been doing well. Thank you all for tuning in for those. And uh, we've made it clear now our weekly episodes versus the recaps in case you're one of those people that prefers one or the other. So uh, a lot of things to come. Uh, I've been getting some requests for certain things that I have not been doing yet, but we'll, we'll get on that. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, all right. I'm done. Um, getting loopy because I've been recording for too long. Uh, We'll catch y'all, I guess, Tuesday night for the Clippers recap. Hopefully it's a happy recap. But until next time, peace. Peace.